0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: How you doing tonight? It is Ivy Nation. Sports Talk. I'm Sean Stiers. He is Jesse Stiers. And Jesse is coming to us from his car down by Lake Erie in Sandusky, Ohio, tonight. How's the uh how's the scenery
2: down there in Sandusky, Jess? It's good. I'm actually like uh yeah, I'm in Sandusky right along the water. There's this kind of a parkway. Um, I'm doing some some work for the actual work, about 30 minutes south of here, and I, I need to go back later tonight to take light readings, but you can't really take light readings until it gets dark, so I'm just kind of hanging out until it gets dark.
1: So you got to wait until it gets dark, and of course, we're at the time of year where it takes a little bit longer to actually get dark, so. Yeah, I'm glad that we sand sand have a show be trouble.
2: today, because it's a good way to, you know, kill some of this time right now, or else I'd just be sitting somewhere. All right. Well, glad that we could help. And you're
1: helping everybody else kill time right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hit that like button and, of course, subscribe, rate, review. We've got, uh, I think, maybe an interesting show coming up for you. And Jason, by the way, uh, likes the hat that you've got on, the brand new Ivy Nation hat and uh, you as usma says cedar point land that is right you're like can you see the roller coasters or anything from where you are Are you that close or where are you
2: in no to cedar point i'm not too sure where i am in relation to cedar point <laughs> it's been a while since i've been there but i am in cedar point land and i actually have another project um that i'm doing in the actual city of sandusky so i might Go drive by that one and make sure uh, construction is doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, <laughs> right. getting a lot of things done today over in Sandusky, Ohio. All right. Sounds good. Well,
1: hopefully, uh, thing the right things get done, I guess. We're doing a little stock watch today for Notre Dame. Whose stock is up? Whose stock is down? Whose stock is holding steady? Um, let's start with Marcus Freeman. Where, where do you think his stock is right now compared to? a year ago?
2: I would say that Marcus Freeman's stock compared to a year ago has to be trending you know, upwards. And if you're looking at traditional stocks, I would say that he's maybe gained like 50 cents to a dollar per stock, per <laughs> Marcus Freeman um, stock. And the reason why I say that is I think that Marcus Freeman has done a great job Um, of recruiting once again Um, and now it is going to be his first or sorry second year as a full-time head coach and I believe that this roster and coaching staff uh, is more Marcus Freeman-esque meaning that I think he has more of his you know footprint and handle on both of those you know the the roster we're seeing some guys kind of depart from you know Brian Kelly's kind of last class at Notre Dame. Um, and then obviously the, you know, the the departure of a lot of coordinators and the incoming coordinators that have come through. So I would say, you know, compared to last season, um, I think stock is up um, and I'm more excited about the potential for the team this season. So I would say overall, uh, yeah, Marcus Freeman's stock is up about 50 cents to a dollar. Interesting. So you've got a
1: 50 cents up 50 cents to a dollar. You know, I think I think at worst his stock is unchanged and as you said, maybe even a little bit upright now. He's kind of like, he's kind of the Teflon coach. You know, it's like none of the bad stuff has stuck to Marcus Freeman so far. You know, it's like the, uh, I don't know if you remember the Seinfeld episode where Jerry, you know, first Elaine throws his money out the window of the apartment and then he finds money in his jacket, you know, when he's getting ready to leave. You know, like everything, it, it all evens out for Jerry. And that's kind of like how it has been for Marcus Freeman in this first year plus really at Notre Dame. There aren't many coaches I don't think who could you know on the heels of five consecutive double digit win seasons lose four games and then be able to say that that you know his stock is at least even if not up a little bit after that, you know, after losing four games. He took a big hit with the season with those losses to Stanford and Marshall, but then he climbed right back up. You know, they beat Clemson had good momentum going to the off with the bowl win and all that kind of stuff, and then you know had you know all the stuff happen since then. But to me, his stock really continues to hold steady, and I think what you said is the reason why it's like recruiting seems to be his stability. You know because he's not resting on his laurels out there playing golf and you know doing that kind of stuff. He's out there recruiting. He's got his staff out there recruiting, and he did this you know around the world, not around the world, but you know this. This five-day trip that he took last week, and they did the 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 trip diary at UND.com. Like, you know, he was out in the Carolinas, he was out in Florida, he was at Under Armour in Maryland, and you know, finished it off at the Kentucky Derby and just just all over the place. So I agree. I think at the very least, it's even, if not up even a little bit right now compared to a year ago. And again, I think that's pretty. That's fairly unusual for a first-year head coach who lost four games, and again, the previous five years, all those teams have won at least 10 games in a season. So he finds himself, I think, in a pretty good situation right now, really.
2: Yeah, I think this past season, the 8-4 and four season, and Marcus Freeman's first year really is is kind of like his baseline, and I expect everything to kind of rise. You know, from this point going forward, and I think from a year from now, we'll see that the Marcus Freeman stock has gone up significantly. So I say that everyone invests now because I think you're going to be wishing that you, you had invested at this time next year.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Theories. He wants to know if anyone else thinks Jesse is out on a contract hit and I'm giving you coded instructions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he does have his gold chain on there. So, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I can't say, I can't disclose my information.
1: Uh huh. But uh, D Rock also says Freeman's not messing around, wants to win a Natty and not wait at least 12 years to win one. That's, I mean, you know, again, like you keep people happy the way. He's recruiting, but the key now is you, you got to press
2: those chips forward. Yep,
1: that's right. That's right. What about the program as a whole? You know, again, things kind of bottomed out like with Marshall and Stanford last year and then the rough off season. you know, the roller coaster ride with, you know, some of the departures and, you know, the whole um, Andy Ludwig debacle and all that kind of stuff you know like wh- where do you think the program is right now as a whole or like do we do we associate like our freeman and and the football program one and the same essentially right now
2: no i think that marcus freeman as a head coach in the football program right now can be independent of each other um and i think that's kind of why even though you know Nerdham has a football program i don't think I, I i think from last year if you looked at stock you know, just based on how the season ended, um, some departures, you know, on paper, it, you could say that Notre Dame has regressed as a program and stock would be a little bit down compared to last season. And that's nothing bad, but it, that's just coming off of, like you said, five straight 10 win seasons and then going eight and four and losing, or sorry, nine and four, um, and then losing those games to Marshall and Stanford. I think those really hurt the programming and, and kind of set them back, at least for this past season. Um, but I don't think that that is any indication of what's going to happen uh, going forward. And, and like most stocks, you see kind of a dip before you see, you know, some sort of surge. And that is something, again, that I, I think is going to happen this season with Notre Dame is I think as a football program, they took a little bit of a dip last year, um, but they have flushed out kind of the fat. They have added a lot of high level recruits and really gained a lot of depth for this upcoming season. And so I think you're going to see a resurgence in the Notre Dame football stock um, this upcoming season after just taking a minor dip this past season. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the biggest dip between the
1: the ability or inability or whatever, you know, to like getting the staff hired the way they wanted without it blowing up in their feet, you know, that was kind of the bottoming out point. Of the off season, when you know when the whole Ludwig thing came, and then things really stabilized for a while, and then of course you get through spring, and then you kind of have a flurry of transfers all in one week. You know, two of them relatively higher profile between Diggs and and Tyler Buckner, obviously, but then you throw in Prince Collie as well. But again, like I, I feel like things have really kind of stabilized, and you look at it, and it's like you know just just who the transfers were who's coming in after them, all they've still got. So I feel like the program is in really good shape. And really, you know, like when you look at the national picture, they are thought of pretty well right now. They're, you know, they're like pretty much a consensus, top 12, top 13 team heading to the season. And that's that's really a good position to be in. So I think that, uh, I think, I think stock again, you know, at, at least stable for Notre Dame after maybe taking a little bit of dip in the off season. So what about the assistant coaches? Like who's which assistant stock do you think has risen the most?
2: Um, that's a good question. I would say I would say, and you're gonna have to forgive me because i I'm, I forget some of these people's names. So I, I can I can tell you position group wise. Um I think the defensive mm-hmm. line coach Al Washington stock. Um, has See, risen... you didn't forget his name. You got his name out there. <laughs> I got to think about it for just a little bit. Um, I, I think his stock has, um, risen just off of, you know, being able, uh, what we saw this spring really. Um, and, and then being able to get, you know, the, the transfer from Ohio state, uh, John Betty Baptist, and it, just the overall performance that we saw in practice in spring games. I think that his stock has risen a little bit after, you know, he, he, he took a lot of beating last year. And I think that his stock was probably one of the ones that took the biggest hit last season. Um, sure. Another another stock I see going up this season uh, so far is Chancey Stuckey, uh, wide receivers coach. I think the wide receiver group has, uh, you know, really improved tremendously. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, Marcus Freeman and Stuckey's ability to recruit all of these young freshmen and get them in here early, work them in as early enrollees. Um and really get them some some time this spring. So I see both of their stocks um on the up and up and and honestly too I see um I see Golden stock go up a little bit. I think after his first season it's hard to implement a new defense. It's hard you know to to instill or install um a new system. And I think that we again saw the defense run just a little bit smoother this offseason. Mm-hmm. Things look to be um, better synchronized. And so I would also say that someone. Like Al Golden's stock has risen as well. So for me, the top stock risers are Chauncey Stuckey, Al Washington, and Al Golden.
1: Yeah, I would put Washington in in terms of the biggest risers. I would put Washington at the top of the list. He really going into the spring and still going toward fall as well. But at least like he's he's passed the first part of the test for him with with the development of guys like Jason Onye and you know seeing you know Jordan Batello and and you know. There'll be some questions probably with Junior Tui Alamaka a little bit, but you know I think that there were still good enough things to see from him and the and the rest of those guys on the defensive line. That's that's what we had to see because it was a very inexperienced group of guys, and we saw some really good things across the board from that group. Big thing for him, you know, continuing with the recruiting. You know, like hit need need some hits on the recruiting, and they're out there obviously on the trail after some guys, but, you know, did get a guy like Bryce Young, obviously. So that's that's important. And I agree with you on Chancey Stuckey as well. His was already high. So, like, how high it can go, I don't know. But between development as well as recruiting with those three freshmen and then, you know, the fourth freshman coming in, and then you've got more guys lined up for next year as well. Like, that's – it's going about as well as you could expect there. Someone a second ago mentioned – mike mickens i think his is still good like i don't think that it has fallen in the least bit it's just hard for like it didn't necessarily go up a lot this spring i I think it's really kind of stabilized um what about this like i'm trying to think if there's anybody else like those would be the main ones i like what you, you know your thoughts about al golden i think at least his stock has recovered a little bit. I at yeah. least feel a little bit more bullish on, on, his. you know, again, like Vince and I were talking about some of the stat markers and stuff like that yesterday. And deceptively, it was a good defense, you know, like statistically <laughs> across the board, it was. it was a good defense, but it still comes down to, can you be better, you know, make, can you tackle more consistently? Can you get stops in the red zone? That's ultimately, I think what the success or failure of that, you know, the, the, the entire defense is going to come down to flashed off and on there a second. I was, I was worried about you. Now here's an interesting one to me is Chris O'Leary, the safeties coach (laughs) crying belly is the handle that he has. He says, O'Leary stock is rising and I'm a little bit, you know, like as we look, I don't think there are any huge fallers but like where I look at Chris O'Leary, I love the development side of what he's doing. You know, like getting guys, you know, like the transition of Xavier Watts and Ramon Henderson coming over from from you know playing cornerback and and playing wide receiver and getting them, turning them into college-ready guys. But the recruiting at that position is has got to improve basically. Now you got guys like Minnick and Aidon who were both injured during the spring. So we didn't really get a chance to see them most likely like Minick had some good kind of early returns, but like, to me, that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing with O'Leary is, you know, and maybe that's why he got some NFL interest. Like they recognize the development that he's had. And obviously in the NFL, you don't have to worry about recruiting, but to me, recruiting is, is the biggest question. So I'm not necessarily saying it's down. And I really, I can't think of it – like, across the board, I don't think that there are any coaches who are down, but O'Leary maybe is at least flat until that recruiting side comes up with the safeties, I think.
2: Yeah, I would have to agree with that.
1: So, what about the players? Which players do you think we've seen the most stock rise from?
2: You know, this is a, a kind of a funny concept to me because I don't know if you know this, but you can actually – I don't think you can do it at the college level, but I know you can definitely do it um, for professional football players. But they have basically now, you know, some sort of basically, you know, with the legalization of sports gambling, you can buy stocks of like individual players and basically, you know, invest in them and and then kind of show that, you know, you think that their career is going to kind of take off or, or, you know, have some sort of upward trajectory. So I think that's overall kind of cool. And that's kind of the way I looked at it for the college level. Um, I, I think, you know, starting on offense, um, some guys that really whose stock has has risen, um, number one is Andrew Kostovic on the offensive line. I think his, you know, overall stock has, has definitely gone up. Um, I know there was another offensive lineman who's filling the spot this year, and I, his name isn't coming to my mind um, right about right this second. But he's another one um, whose stock is rising and had a really good spring game and, you know, was basically working in with the number ones along the offensive line. And then you start to look at the wide receiver position. I think Billy Stroud. Jay- that's, that's exactly yeah. the name I was looking for. So Kristoffic and Billy Stroud on the offensive line, I think their stock um, has risen, you know, tremendously. Um, and then you start kind of working your way to the perimeter. And I think Jaden Greathouse, I think his stock is, and I think that's just the obvious one. I think his stock has definitely risen. Um, and, you know, I, I would say Tobias Merriweather, but I, I think his stock was already kind of up there and it's up to him. At this point, to kind of you know go out there and, and with Sam Hartman and, and really show why his stock is so high, um, and then I, I think Audrick Estime's uh, stock has gone up too, just with the departure of Logan Diggs, um, and and then having you know Jabron Payne and Jadarian Price behind him, both of those guys, both of those guys' stocks went up as well because you know Logan Diggs leaving, that's just going to give Audrick Estime the, the opportunity to be the lead back, so I would say his stock True. is going to go up. And then I would say, you know, just with the younger guys, their stock is going to go up too because Audric Estime isn't going to, you know, take every handle, every carry. So, you know, p- based on last season, we saw that there's going to be some sort of split between the running backs. So I would just say all of the running backs who, you know, are, are basically going to be in the starting rotation, their stock went up with, you know, Logan Diggs departing and Chris Tyree going to wide receiver. So I think, you know, after the, the, the year that the running back room had last year, I think their stock only, um, went up and now you start looking at the defensive side of the ball um i think anye i think him uh, on the defensive line i think his stock um went up i think Batello's stock went up but the thing with botello is he's got to he's got to kind of prove it you know his stock Mm -hmm. that has to translate into in-game play and dominance in the game but his his stock has risen and that's just because you know with with the opportunity um and, and you know kind of the the number one you know quote-unquote number one guy at his position his stock is definitely going to go up and then I think uh at working to the second level you know Bertrand and Kaiser those guys are who they are I don't think their stock um has necessarily changed I don't think Maris Leifau's stock has uh changed at all but I, I would say Jalen Sneed and Nolan Ziegler's stock um have bumped up a little bit I I, I would say that especially Nolan Ziegler more so than Jalen Sneed because we've seen Jalen Sneed before um and, and I definitely think that uh ziegler showed showed more and i think he is uh, amongst the linebackers i think his stock um has risen the most and then you start looking at the secondary you know i, I don't really see much fluctuation uh within the secondary itself you know who the guys are in the secondary um and, and you know there's obviously guys like benjamin morris who are going to be your big play guys and then there's just more of uh, I, I would say role players along the secondary i don't think that there's guys who whose stock have you know necessarily risen to You know, to to extreme levels. So really, defensively, I would say you know, Batello and Anya along the defensive line, and then looking at the second level, Nolan Ziegler would be someone whose stock rose as well at linebacker. For sure. Like if I'm
1: looking, I'll start with the defense, since that's where you finished. Like the biggest risers of the spring, I think, were Anya and Ziegler, because these they 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 both kind of came from nowhere. You know, the guys who barely played. At all. Anya's been here two years. Ziegler, just one year. But guys who barely played at all, neither of them we were talking about heading into the spring, but both of them made big impressions, and both of them are, at the very least, going to be on the two deep. They both have a chance to make a lot of impact once the spring rolls around. So, you know, for him him for sure. And, you know, like, like Jason says, Osbury, he made some impact as well, showed himself. I would still put Ziegler ahead of Osbury, you know, as like the biggest riser again, like I'm, I'm saying the absolute biggest on And, uh, and Ziegler on the defensive side of the ball, because again, we weren't talking about them at all. And they're both going to play a lot next year, you know, and, and not just on special teams, but on the two deep, um, you know, like Jaden Mickey's stock came up a little bit. I think he had a nice rebound, you know, but like the thing with him is kind of what you talked about with Batello because, He was the guy we were all talking about, and that's what we've got to be careful about with some of these guys. There are always spring stars that don't pan out. You want them all to work out, but Jade Mickey Stock I felt like bounced back up after an up-and-down season last fall after he had a great spring a year ago after early enrolling, so it it at least bounced back up. Um, On the offensive side of the ball, I I don't think you mentioned Jabron Payne, and he's one that I would put, you know, right up there as well because of the fact that he got some opportunities. He got the opportunities now because of some injuries. Both both Diggs and Jadarian Price were injured, but he didn't just get the opportunity. He wasn't just a body out there. He was out there making plays. I think that they, you know, kind of found out that this is a guy who they can rely on. And so I'm interested to see what that translates into with this running back room, especially with Diggs gone now, and you've only got four running backs. Back there, Tobias, you mentioned. I, you know, again, like, I, I, I feel like if he had had just a couple plays that he was able to make in the blue gold game, we'd be talking about him differently right now. But he didn't. He was matched up with the quarterback who, unfortunately, didn't complete many passes and is down in Tuscaloosa now. So we're 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 not able to talk about him. Obviously, the way we're able to talk about Great House, but Great House was obviously one that jumped up and really. All three freshman receivers had their moments, and Tobias did as well during the spring. It's just that Great House is the one that showed up the most in the blue gold game. Um, and then, you know, like some other people have thrown some other names out there that I don't, you know, disagree with. And like Salty saying, the great one stock has risen and split twice. And of course, he's talking about Jaden Greathouse. Uh Crying Belly is uh is saying book it with Davis. Sherwood. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Davis Sherwood. And uh, Jason has already mentioned Jade uh, Osberry. And then Coffee's for Closers, Gino Gaduli IPO, but he'll buy it, he says. <laughs> and, you know, I, I guess my jury's still out a little bit with Gino Gaduli just because we really haven't got to see enough. Yet. Like we expected that Sam Hartman was going to be a good quarterback and he showed us in the blue gold game that he's a good quarterback that looks like a veteran. I think where Gino Gadouli's money is going to be made is how he develops these young guys who've got to back up Sam Hartman this year. That's Yeah, I don't really think that Gino,
2: Gino will get a fair assessment probably two years, three years from now, assuming, you know, that he's still at the program. And I'm, that's not me saying, I don't think he's going to be at the program, but like you said, Sam Hartman, this is like his sixth, seventh, eighth year playing quarterback in the college level. You know, there's right. there's only so much that, Gino can can, you know, obviously he's going to do things to, you know, help enhance the game and probably acclimate him more to, you know, Parker's offense. But like you said, it, his real work is cut out for him after Hartman leaves and you start bringing, you know, you start talking about Menchie, um, Carr, a little bit of peanut butter and, and jelly. Um, and and, you know what those guys are able to do, what the starter, who the starter is going to be and how that starter looks, you know, a year, basically a year from now when we're talking, you know, going into the, the start of the 2024 season. So I think Gino's, uh, he's, he's, he's kind of flatline right now, but he's definitely got the opportunity, uh, to really, you know, his stock to really take off depending on how Menchie and Carr do in the upcoming seasons. Any players
1: that you can think of who you would say, well, their stock is maybe down a little bit right
2: now. Um, I mean, the obvious is Maris Leofau, and I I don't know that it's down. It's like
1: it it it's kind of the same because, like, at the very least, he's sitting at the top of the two deep right now. You know, whether or not you know, there's there's total confidence and all that. I don't think it's fallen anymore. It, but I, I, I get your point. I get your point.
2: You know, I really don't. I, I can't really think of someone who, I you know, is like you would almost think of them as like a, a liability. I feel pretty confident across the board that guys are either kind of at your base or that their stock is really up. I guess I should say that guys either have kind of like a flat line. And maybe that's just because, you know, we, we've seen them before and we know what's really expected and their game is really, you know, consistent. Um, It hasn't really taken off to that next level yet. So to me, I don't know that I've seen anyone kind of re- regress um, or decline, well, you know, across the board. Jason and I are thinking along the same lines. This was going
1: to be my point. To me, the guys whose stock really fell the most are the guys who decided to leave. You know, specifically, well, I mean, all, all three of them. Really, obviously, Tyler Buckner was a a a starter last year. He wasn't going to be able to overcome Sam Hartman, so he leaves. Logan Diggs, you know, and and Prince Collie, who was finding himself not rising up the depth chart the way that he thought he was supposed to be able to. He was caught from behind by some younger guys. So I would say that their stock probably fell the most, and they're gone as a result. And I, I really don't think there are a whole lot of other guys who that we would look at right now, and you know, like no one was really overcome on the depth chart by anybody in the spring, so I, I think that everybody else is at least holding pretty tight right now, feeling pretty good about themselves,
2: yeah. And I would agree with that. And you know, looking at Diggs, Buckner, and Kali, and um, man, who's the I don't know why I can't think of the wide receiver right now, Lorenzo Styles. I think of those four. I think I think Lorenzo Styles' stock really took the the I hardest forgot hit. about
1: Lorenzo. It's funny that yeah, I'm mentioning transfers and I didn't even mention styles. That obviously took a huge hit.
2: Yeah, I think his took the largest hit, just because. And I I don't mean this in a malicious way, but I mean when you're being considered of moving from one position to a completely different side of the ball, I think that's just an indication that your stock at that position is just not very good. And so they're trying to figure yeah. out a way to maximize your stock. And, you know, that was the overall thought process of why they wanted to move him, you know, over to the de- defensive side. So I would say, yeah, if you're looking at it in that kind of, you know, perspective that definitely Lorenzo Styles' stock took the biggest hit this offseason. For sure. Yep. Great point. I'm glad you brought him up because again,
1: that just like, for whatever reason, yeah, uh, didn't pop into my head. I guess maybe because he was the first guy and all that. (laughs) All the drama came afterwards.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
1: I wanted to be sure and mention tonight um, CJ Carr, of course, the quarterback from Michigan, who's my, I mean, I think most of our listeners, viewers know who CJ Carr is, but he'll be here at Notre Dame next season. And his family founded an organization called Chad Tough. It's it's an organization that um, they're raising money in the fight against something called DIPG. It's a rare cancer. It's in honor of CJ's late brother Chad, who passed away a few years ago from DIPG. And again, they're raising money to help battle DIPG. And they've got a big uh, fundraising auction going on this week. And I'm going to post the link to it right here. I'm going to post it in the chat. So that link is live. And the big auction item. There are a lot of different auction items. You can go to that link and there are different pages on the website, and there's there's like a couple there there's multiple pages where like there's the main there's there's the page with uh, the item that I'm about to tell you about, which is really cool if you're a Notre Dame fan, but they've got a lot of other things that you can bid on in there as well. but so the big one that Notre Dame fans will be interested in, your group of four people is gonna have an opportunity to experience one of the biggest rivalries in college football, this October, when Notre Dame hosts USC. So you're going to have a chance to tour the Notre Dame facilities early the day of the game. That'll be followed by the opportunity to join the team at the Basilica, where you will walk with the team to the stadium. And then you'll enter the stadium through the tunnel, have a chance to watch the pregame warm-ups. And then you'll also watch the Fighting Irish and the Trojans battle it out from great seats and you'll get a, you know, they say, don't forget your picture of touchdown Jesus parking pass is included. Uh, participants cannot be in grades nine through 12 or be a college athlete. And I believe that is because the, uh, the tickets and all this has been donated by Notre Dame football. So you cannot be in age, you know, grades nine through 12 to be a part of this group of four, but, um, and it also says if a different game is preferred, that'll be an option as well. But I don't know why you would pass up on Notre Dame and USC if you had the chance. So that is the big auction item at this website. And it is the uh, the Chad Tough website. And again, they've got it all explained on there, the Notre Dame experience. And then they've got other auction items as well. Like they've got a, uh, looks like a sauce gardener. Autographed football. Uh, there's all kinds of different stuff in there. They, you know, there's like uh, an Albert Pujols autographed uh, baseball card. There's a Michigan State football experience. There's different Michigan experiences in there, and you know, just all kinds of different stuff that you can bid on in this auction on the website. So if you go to that website that uh, that I just posted in the chat. You'll be able to find it. We lost Jesse, and I have no idea (laughs) where he is right now. So hopefully um, he is back very soon. But uh, it's so there's a lot of cool stuff in there, and again, even if you do, I think they're they're keeping this up for the next four days. It looks like it looks like it's going to be up through the rest of the week. But there's like a there's an Argentina vacation in there. There's a pickleball thing in there. There's Big Ten championship game and some stuff with Tracy Wolf, uh, yeah, Tracy Wolfson and all different kind of stuff. Obviously, they're from Michigan, so there is some Michigan stuff that's in there as well. There's a Dicky V experience that's in there. So you just uh, you you go online and uh, you can bid for any of this different stuff in this online auction. And again, they are raising money in uh, CJ Carr's family founded this organization and they are running, raising money in the fight against DIPG, which is a, uh, a rare cancer that claimed CJ CJ's brother Chad's life a few years back. So uh, go, uh, go check that out if you got to get a chance. I know you'd like to be doing the Basilica walk with the team. For the USC game, wouldn't you, Jess?
2: Yeah, I got to find a, a group of four people who <laughs> would also be down to to bid on that. I think I'd get outbid pretty quickly, um, but I would love to drive the bidding price up for a good cause, which I am right. uh, known for, known for You're doing. You're good
1: at that. You're good at that. <laughs> That's right. Brian will be talking about this on his show tomorrow as well. But there's kind of the nuts and bolts. And again, I posted it in the chat here. On the feed and uh we'll uh we'll uh make sure that we post it in the show uh post in the you know description and all that kind of stuff as well all right have a great time or have a great night don't forget smash the like button and of course subscribe rate and review we appreciate you and we will talk to you tomorrow on ivy nation sports talk